Private Miller, answer the question. What was the question again, sir? When you think of your superiors, what emotions do you feel? You know what, you know what problem I have with your fucking little dog and pony act you call the military? Here it is. One, lots of dudes. Where are the boobies? Two, why are we underground right now, sir? Why can't we be out in the open? Why aren't we in a square right now? Why aren't we talking to people, letting them know item nine exists? Get it out, shout at the rooftops. This is great. This is the bee's knees, item nine. Private, we need you to be serious. I'm serious. Your dick, my mouth. That's inappropriate. I've seen enough. Shut yeah, shit's fucking weird, bro. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But we're back yeah. <laughs> with another episode of Shit's Weird, Bro. Boop, boop. This time pew, it's pew, pew, pew. MK Ultra. Pew, 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 pew. All up in your grill. Yeah, it, it's a crazy one, ain't it? It is a crazy one. The Researching only... this was really exciting because it's like shit that really did happen. Oh, yeah. But they did the burn after reading shit, mm-hmm. so we don't have we don't know all, all the of it. all the particulars. Yep. The only the only thing that we have what's the right word here? The only thing that we we haven't done this episode justice already is because we don't have LSD right now, and we're not on LSD while doing this episode. Yes, it's probably That's, that saddens me because it's, it's still illegal. It's probably really good. For the episode, for us not to be on LSD, but in context of the episode, we probably should be on LSD. You know who would be sad? Uh, it would be uh, Sidney Gottlieb. No. Oh. Okay. Albert Hoffman. Okay. Right. The guy that. Yeah. The guy that. So what's going on? Founded here? LSD. What else do we need here? We need a timeline, right? We need, we need a timeline? We need a timeline. Oh, fuck. Shit. I was not prepared. Oh, man. Just kidding, shitheads. I got you. We're always prepared. Kind so of. the MK Ultra project lasted from 1953 until about 1973. 73. But details of the illicit program didn't become public until 1975 during a congressional investigation into widespread illegal CIA activities within the United States and around the world. Yep. So MK Ultra wasn't one project. It was it that was an umbrella name really. Right. MK Ultra. There was a It co- was it was 162 yeah. different secret projects yeah. that were indirectly financed by the CIA, CIA, not Oh, we understood. But were contracted out to various universities, yeah. research foundations and similar institutions. So, yeah, MK Ultra was just basically it's a it's a cryptonym. So MK means the project was sponsored by uh, agencies like technical service staff. Thing that's what MK stood for. All the MK projects okay. was funded by technical service staff, mm-hmm. and then the Ultra was just uh, the, the classif- level of classification. The classification. Well, they had different names to it, but Ultra was the specific one that we're talking about today. The specific it was Ultra classified. Ultra classified. Yep. Uh, so in all, at least 80 institutions and 185 researchers participated. I, did, I didn't know that. Uh, but many didn't even know they were dealing with the CIA. 
Yeah, a lot of them didn't know that they were being funded by the CIA. So many of the records for Project MK Ultra were destroyed, but about 8,000 pages were recovered in 1977. 8,000? Yeah. I thought it was more than that. No, 8,000. Uh, but due to the... um, You know what? It might be I'm different saying... because of the um, Patriot Act. Yes, I think that's what I'm thinking about. Or yeah, the yeah. Freedom of Information. The Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, so there might yes. be more now. 20,000. 20,000. 20,000. God damn. Yeah. So they had 12,000 in uh, the ultra-classified oh, section of so, the CIA. No, what happened was um, they had it mislabeled. How do we start a podcast with that Honda screeching? It's the second Almost time. every time. It's the second. Well, he leaves about this time. This I know, but face. we're usually bullshitting around this time. Yeah. So we wait for it to stop. And what else is that going by? I don't know. I live on a busy street, dude. And there's yeah, just... But it's not that busy, though. It's not like a it main is, street. It is a main street. This street connects uh, Hayward to San Lorenzo, which I guess I... Now, it, I guess it's not that busy. This isn't... The Honda stops screeching. This we may continue. Okay, sweet. But, uh... Basically, they were uh, they were filed incorrectly. They uh, let me see. In '73, amid a government-wide panic uh, because of the Watergate Watergate uh, scandal, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files destroyed. Pursuant to this order, most CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making a full investigation of MK Ultra impossible. A cache of some 20,000 documents survived the Helms purge. Uh, Helms purge? Richard Helms was the CIA director that ordered them to be destroyed. Oh, okay. So he purged the documents. That's weird. Uh, That's what they call it. So he's like ashamed of what Alan Dules did, who was the then director. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, he, he... Richard Helms was the director when the Watergate scandal was so happening. So not cover your own ass, but cover... The CIA's ass. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and they they survived They survived because they had been incorrectly stored in financial records building, and they were discovered, oh. and they were discovered following the Freedom of Information Act request of 1977... These documents were fully investigated during the summer, uh, during the Senate hearings of 1977. Right, but I heard that was just 8,000 pages. Maybe recently more has come? I, I don't know where that's from, but what I see, that's... A very reputable source is where that's from. What do you mean? Backup buckaroo. I mean, there's so many different sources out there. That's what we've seen. You see that shadow? Yeah, it's the oh, little there's string, a string right, right there. there. Fuck me. We're all off... off. So in the 1950s and 60s, which was obviously the height of the Cold War. Was uh, it? I the, didn't know. Yeah. The oh, U.S. Man. government feared the yeah. Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash U.S. prisoners of war uh, POWs Alleged in Korea. use. Right. They're not sure if that was happening or, P- or POWs in Korea were like, fuck America. Yeah. We're not sure which was the case. Right. Mm-hmm. So in response, Alan Duels, then director of the CIA, he approved Project MK Ultra. That's not the Cold War. It's the Korean War. You misspoke. That was during the Korean War. Yeah, the 50s and 60s. You said That's Cold it. War. No. Yeah, the height of the Cold War. Right? Okay. It, okay. Those happened I, at the same time, sorry, Kyle. Sorry, misheard. My fault. So POWs in Korea yep. being brainwashed during the Cold War. Yep, yep. Same, same, same. So... 
in that in response to that, Alan Duels he approves MK Ultra in 1953. So yep. the covert operation aimed to develop uh, techniques that could be used against Soviet enemies to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. And not just on their enemies. They also wanted to use it on captives as well to right. see so if that they, they can... wouldn't provide information also. Exactly. To see if if maybe they had turned, if they were a mole or what was going I on. I guess the easiest way to put it is they were looking for a truth serum. Yeah, that's the that's the kind easiest of, way. Yep. You know, they uh, attempted uh, to produce a truth drug in the most basic. They have one now where you, where you get injected by this. I forgot what substance is it, substance it is, but it's pretty much a truth is serum. Is it alcohol? Because that works. Oh, uh, it's not alcohol. It works actually. That works as a either a truth serum or as a very bad lie serum, depending on who you are. <laughs> you get a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> but so. Uh, uh, the program involved more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, uh, paralytics, electroshock therapy. Uh, sometimes the test subjects knew they were participating in the study, but other times they had no you idea. Most of the time? Uh, even okay. when hallucinogens are taking effect, they still had no idea they were part of the fucking program. That doesn't make any sense. So many of the tests were conducted at universities, hospitals, or prisons in the U.S. and Canada, but uh, most of these took place between 1953 and 1964, but it's not clear how many people were actually involved in the tests because most of them didn't really know. Uh, the agency kept notoriously poor records. Uh, they destroyed most of the documents, yep. and um, it was halted in 1973. Yep. And then they didn't investigate until 1977, so they had four years to get rid of whatever documents were even left over. Exactly. So there's there's your fucking timeline. Yeah. So what what did they do in these experiments? So my favorite drug of choice for this... <laughs> well, this is like the drug that we normally use on weekends when we're not podcasting or... Or uh, if doing you're just anything. partying with like the Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. And Dewey Cox. Would you like to do some LSD, Dewey Cox? So we're talking about LSD. So while researching uh, lysergic acid derivatives... Oh, I didn't know that's what that stood uh, for. Doctor, I didn't even fucking... Is his first name Albert Hoffman? Fuck, I didn't um, even write down his first name. You motherfucker. Anyway, he, he synthesized LSD on November 16, 1938. Okay. I didn't research on how LSD was made. I just oh, I did. researched I on went how. Down the fucking, <laughs> I was like, this is interesting. Okay. So the main intention of it was to obtain a respiratory and circulatory stimulant with no effects on the uterus in analogy to um, dithylamide. That's that's a word. So it introduces a functional group to lysergic acid, so it serves a purpose rather than just being yeah. hippy dippy bullshit. Hippy dippy bullshit. So it was actually set aside for five years until April sixteenth, nineteen forty three, when Hoffman decided to re-examine it. So while resynthesizing LSD, accidentally absorbed a, so a small amount of the drug onto his fingertips, and discovered its powerful effects. He described. What he felt is being affected by remarkable restlessness combined with slight dizziness. Hmm. 
At home, he laid down and sank into a not unpleasant, intoxicated-like condition, characterized by an extremely stimulated imagination. In a dreamlike state, with eyes closed, he perceived an uninterrupted stream of fantastic pictures, extraordinary shapes with intense, kaleidoscopic play of colors. Whoa. After some two hours in this condition, it faded away. (laughs) Sounds like a party. I'm lit, man. So three days later, on the 19th of April, 1943, Hoffman intentionally ingests 250 micrograms of LSD. Oh, I thought you were about to say milligrams. I was like, that seems like a lot. And uh, April 19th is now known as Bicycle Day (laughs) because he began to feel the effects of his drug as he rode home on the bike. This was his first intentional... LSD trip. So he asked his lab assistant to escort him home because he knew he'd probably be tripping balls like he did the first time so three on days this, ago. On this episode, how was LSD made? <laughs> I, I mean, I got to get into this. <laughs> Go for it. It's awesome. So it was custom. It was customary in, uh, in the town that they were in that they would uh, ride bikes. So on the way home, Hoffman... Uh, Hoffman's condition started to rapidly deteriorate <laughs> as he struggled. He struggles with these feelings of anxiety, the bad trip, bad trip, yeah. <laughs> alternating in his beliefs that the next door neighbor was a malevolent witch. Oh, awesome. Uh, he, he imagined he was going insane and that the LSD had actually poisoned him. So he's having a bad trip. Yep. When the house doctor arrived, however, uh, he could detect no physical abnormalities, uh, except for his like really fucking dilated pupils. Right. Yeah. So Hoffman was reassured and soon his terror began to give way to a sense of good fortune and enjoyment. So the doctor visiting him made him feel better. And then he had a better trip after yeah. that euphoria. So he's continued to take small doses of LSD throughout much of his life. <laughs> Micro And he's hoped to find a use for it. Um, he he's called it a sacred drug and all that shit. But that's that's the history of uh, how LSD was uh, first consumed and yep. made. So, but the CIA they yep. began to experiment with LSD under the direction of agency chemic chemist, chemist. and poison expert Sidney Gottlieb. I'm pretty sure that's Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Yep. So he believed the agency could harness the drug's mind-altering properties. For brainwashing or psychological torture. Yep, and they uh, they focused early on LSD twenty five. I guess it was a derivative derivative mm. of LSD or a uh, refinement of LSD. Yeah, um, which be, came, later came to dominate MK Ultra's programs. Uh, basically, they were trying to. What it's saying is they were trying to figure out a way to make soviet spies defect they were trying because gotcha, yeah. yeah it was in the middle of the cold war like you were saying they were trying to figure out ways to basically mind control and figure out how to get info get, out of you yeah we're gonna flip put, your ass here drink this water we right. spiked it with lsd and now you're going to tell us everything Dude. Yeah. Could you imagine that? You're in the middle of an interrogation. Just drinking some water. And you're drinking water. It doesn't taste any different. And then you start feeling weird. And then the guy that's interviewing you is being very demonstrative and, and pushy with the information and he, he wants. he turns into the devil. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He just turns into, give me the information now. What? You're like, bro. <laughs> is this real life? 
What's good? America's got some shit going on. So like, not only are they uh, worried about that, they're like, they're study, they're doing these studies through universities. Yes. So they're doing these. They start funding these studies at Columbia, Stanford, other colleges like that. Like these are mm-hmm. renowned fucking schools. Yep. After a series of tests, the drug was deemed too unpredictable for its use in counter- counterintelligence because people turn into the fucking devil. That was and shit like that. That was way at the end. Yeah. Uh, but MK Ultra it also included experiments with MDMA uh, or ecstasy slash Molly. Well, MDMA, yeah, MDMA uh, is that. Also, yeah, uh, mescaline, DMT, heroin. Uh, how do you say that? Psilocybin, Bar- barbiturates, uh, barbiturates, and psilocybin mushrooms. Oh, magic mushrooms, which are illegal now. No, they're legal. Well, they're le- in they're Berkeley. Le- they're legal in Colorado and in Oakland. Yeah, the just one state in Col- in California. I mean, one city in California. Magic mushroom episode, dude. Probably not a good idea. Probably not. They also used uh, cocaine and whatever the fuck AMT is. Oh, and uh, did I say methamphetamine? No, you did not. Oh. Yeah, they used meth. <laughs> so that. so that that was I I found that was the most disturbing. Not it's not really it's disturbing. This is all disturbing. We'll just say that. But that was the most like out there type experiment they did. So they used they would have a patient. Hooked yeah. up in in or a, a subject whatever there the you fuck, go subject whatever That's the fuck it. they called they're these not treating him experiment they're fucking people him up. A subject. yeah um they had well I no I think it was a patient though because at this point no no you're not treating him with no at this point I'm pretty sure no I think that's later on we'll get to that later um but they had a subject hooked up one arm had an IV in it the other arm had an IV in it one arm was hooked up. With barbiturates, which are uppers, yeah. stimulants. The other one was hooked up with LSD, which is a, a hallucinogen and a downer. kind of gets you all loopy. So what they would do is they would inject the barbiturates first. And that get, could be extremely awesome well, no, or you, a fucking you know what? nightmare. I, got that, I think I got that opposite. I think the barbiturates got them to the point of knocking out. And LSD makes you all... It, yeah, and yeah, it gets yeah. you hyper. That so, sounds better. So yeah, the, the barbiturates would... Basically put you to sleep and knock you out and make you feel good like you're like you're all floaty and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, woo. And then they would pump. As soon as that was about to happen, right when you were about to fall asleep, they pumped you up with the LSD. And you're like, woo. And then you would get the upper. But that resulted in a lot of times super incoherent babbling to where they're just like, well, you're on a downer and upper at the same time. So you're just like, I can show you the world. Like you're just shouting shit. But sometimes they got useful information out of that. Like they would, yeah, they were, it would go deep into their like, not subconscious, but it would, but how do you know it's not just bullshit? Because there's just imagination. But I guess your imagination is somewhat based on reality. From what I read, they got useful information. I don't know if they got useful information or not, but from the research that I did, they said that they got useful information. Doing useful. that double dose. Barbiturates yeah. and LSD. They sometimes yielded it. That was probably the least effective out of all of their experiments, but sometimes but it, it yield something. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. But your imagination is based 90% on reality. You know, in dreams... Uh, fuck, I forgot where I heard this. It was like on the, uh, reputable source. No, it was on, it was like on the discovery channel. 
it was during a, a, a somewhat scientific program. Every face that you see in your dreams is a face that you've seen in real life. I, yeah. That you, you've seen it in real life and it's just been stored in your head somewhere, but it's not something that you remember on an everyday level. But in your subconscious, when you're making your own world, it's people that you've all seen before, Isn't which it weird is crazy. How you wake up and then you see somebody and you're like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Operation Midnight Climax. Oh, I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's. It's just a good name, man. <laughs> it's an amazing Fucking name. Fucking the CIA was killing it with the names back in they, the day. Operation so, Midnight Climax, Indus, Indigo Skyfall. Oh, and just Indigo Skyfall was great. Yeah. Operation Climax, Midnight Climax is a little on the nose for me. It's exactly what you think it a is. A little on the nose for me. So, Operation Midnight Climax was an uh, MK Ultra project in which. Government employed prostitutes lured unsuspecting men into no, CIA no. safe houses where drug no. experiments took place. They set up brothels. It wasn't even a safe house. There was one in San Francisco. They were based out of San Francisco. They were basically this, uh, meant to look like uh, French brothels. Yes, this whole thing was based out of San Francisco. And the CIA set up several brothels, not just one. They set up several brothel, brothels. Oh, hang on. Most of the Operation Midnight Climax experiments took place in San Francisco and Marin County, yep. California, and in New York City. Okay. So, But yeah. they used their safe houses, and they basically set them up as as brothels um, to obtain... They basically... They're attaining subjects. They're, they're, yeah. they're experiments. Um the men that would be the guys that would be too embarrassed to tell you what had just happened. They're not they don't want to tell their wives if they're cheating on their wives with a prostitute, things like that. So where they would get these guys that would be too embarrassed to talk about the events and they would dose them with LSD at the brothels. Um, and a lot of the brothels were equipped with one way mirrors and things like that. To Two way mirrors. Uh, it's one way mirror, two way mirror, it, one way mirror. You can only see one way. It's a mirror on one Let's side, say, and you see whatever. It's one of those things in yeah. police shows. I see you, you know, see me. Exactly. So there was a bunch of them set up with those to where they take these guys in the room and they would dose them with LSD. I don't know if they like did it scientifically to where they're like, "I'm going to give you this now," and if you if you don't want to, these people knowing what happened, you're going to do this, or if they just spiked a drink or something like that right. to see what happened. I I don't know. But they were set up with the uh, one-way mirrors, so they would give them LSD, and then they would basically observe what happened, and while another guy's interrogating them the whole time, and they didn't. Well, actually, no, they didn't have knowledge of uh, taking LSD, so no. they they spiked them somehow. Yeah, and then the some prostitute guy, spikes them. Yeah, and then some. Yeah. I think some the prostitute would probably or the CIA. I don't think it was a prostitute; it was a CIA worker. I'm gonna I, take you to the streets. I don't think they got down to brass tacks here, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, they or, might have. They might have. A lot of shit went down. Well, it's Operation Midnight houses. Climax. Right. So, let me paint a picture. Well, could for you, you imagine? Can I that? paint a picture for you, Kyle? Could you? I think I'm. Go ahead. I think I'm going to paint the same picture you're about to. On an elegant dead end block on the north side of <laughs> elegant on the north side of Telegraph Hill. Shithole. 225 Chestnut Street. Can we go there? Let's go. We can. A swanky modernist building with panoramic bay views. Oh, gorgeous. It's about the last place you'd expect to find a clandestine CIA program during the Cold War. That word's clandestine? Yet. 
1955 to 1965, this building was the site of, you guessed it, Operation Midnight Climax. Midnight Climax. So, X-rated things going on behind, uh, or going on through a two-way mirror. Oh, yeah. So, the CIA agents, they used hookers to lure unsuspecting... Hey, 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 hey. That is a derogatory term, Christopher. They, they used they used ladies of ladies the night of the night working women there it is they used sex workers thank you to lure unsuspecting johns from north beach bars to what they called the pad ooh that yeah. sounds sexy Wait, wouldn't you want to go to the pad i, I, I mean for sure if that sounds like a cool spot if it's a nice looking lady let's go to the pad then these uh working women they would dose the men with lsd and they were observed uh, through a two-way mirror, and the CIA agents would observe them it's a one-way mirror. while Pause. sitting on a portable toilet, swirling martinis. <laughs> were they really on a portable toilet? Yeah, because they had to watch through this fucking two-way mirror all night. Awesome. You're literally just watching men come and go. Literally come <laughs> and go. You're always coming and going and, and going and, and coming. coming. Uh, fucking, I love, I love Blazing Saddles. Anyway, so, uh, wait, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who is it? Heroin. No, George, George White. George, George, Ron White. George White was the agent. No, George White was the agent that was working under Gottlieb at the time in the San Francisco at the pad. Ooh. The San Francisco. Yeah, in the San Francisco. That's what we call it. So George White installed a bucking equipment and a two-way mirror behind which he would sit on a portable toilet. Mm. Uh, He would drink a martini from the pitcher. He he really would. From the pitcher he kept in the refrigerator. A pitcher? Yeah. Yeah, A a pitcher of martini? Pitcher of martini. This is a fucking party, bro. God. So the... I wonder... Would he join? He's got a pitcher of martinis. Oh, at, I'm sure he's like, certain, this looks like fun. Like, I got all the information I need. At a certain point, he's going to be feeling really nice. He's like, let me just go take off my tie. <laughs> Not that way. Oh, oh, oh. Actually jump in the action. Oh. Dive in. I thought he would first. just quietly relieve himself As on his portable toilet. the UK would say, have a wink. Have <laughs> yeah. Quietly have a wank. <laughs> the the working women who staffed the operation were paid in part with chits. Are you familiar with what chits are? Like favors. No. Like I've uh, heard chits before. A tit for tat. At, at an old job, we called something a chit, but I forgot what the fuck it was. So basically, these women got get out of jail free cards. Yeah, let's, for doing this. It's just fuck. We're gonna get favors and we get paid. Right. They get paid by the customer. Mm-hmm. And the, John. the CIA is like, here's a get out of jail free card if you need it. Would they give it, it's a win win for her. Would they give them extra chits if it was like a really exceptional performance? Oh no, if it was like some Russian spy or something, they'd probably get like No no no. I'm talking about I'm talking about during the deed, if it was a really exceptional performance by this young working lady. Would they get extra oh, chits? Oh, it was like, damn. They were like, man, you, you crushed You it. really gave it to that motherfucker. I mean, I couldn't see why not. They're, they're, like, all, they're drinking martinis. They're like, hey, watching. Here, good job in there. Here's three extra chits. That reverse cowgirl, 
exquisite. You know what though? It was like the forties are like there's some more chips in it for you if you <laughs> if you give me a little slobber knocker. <laughs> Uh, a little slap and tickle. <laughs> so the CIA was interested in the question of how sex could be used to get a man to talk. Mm. So at first, uh, George White and his colleagues wondered if having a prostitute offer some extra sexual service might work. But they soon realized that in the words of an observer, we found the guy was focused solely on hormonal needs. He was not thinking of his ca- career or anything else at that point. So, in the post-coital period, I'll call it scientifically. Pro- post-coital. After the sex, yeah, uh, was actually deemed a more effective period. Well, because they're shameful, right? They expected like, yeah. these uh, lovely ladies of the night to hurry off, and they became extremely emotionally vulnerable when the women said they wanted to stay for a few hours. Mm. rather than just yeah. taking the money and run, right? So Operation Midnight Climax was soon expanded beyond Telegraph Hill, beyond the pad, and CIA operatives began dosing people with acid in restaurants, bars, beaches. What? Uh, restaurants and shit? Yeah. What the fuck? Imagine just sitting down eating your pizza, and you're like, this pepperoni's talking to me, man. So a CIA source uh, okay. said... Guess it wasn't good enough. Yeah, no. If we were scared enough... Uh, of a drug not to try it ourselves we would send it to San Francisco <laughs> yeah yeah just like there you go they're like try nah it. fuck that send that shit to San Francisco and that's the downfall of being so liberal that you just let everybody do whatever they want mm-hmm. just send it to San Francisco you know what San Francisco's probably so left wing because of this maybe they're like yeah it's, bro, it's so free accepting. love so actually this shit brought on the That's fucking 60s and the hippy dippy shit. That's what I'm saying. See, the, not that there's anything wrong with that. I am, uh, I am left wing. I lean towards that ideology, but like, there's there is such thing as going too far. Yeah, and yeah. San Francisco's yeah. there with all the shit in their streets and all that good fun stuff. But yeah. Anyways, ladies of the night and restaurants being poisoned. Not poison, that's, but... I mean, that's all I got on Midnight Climax. Dude, I didn't even know all that. That was yeah, crazy. Dude. What you got? That, what you that's got, awesome. Bro? Well, did you hear about the... Uh, where are we at? Let's go back up. Did you hear about the uh, Canadian experiments? I did. So... Tell me more. Dur- during MK Ultra, they basically... They didn't outsource, but they had tentacles out there so they were they were working in different areas like you were saying they also worked in montreal they exported some experiment experiments to canada when the cia recruited british psychiatric uh psychiatrist sorry Mm -hmm. psychiatrist donald ewing cameron uh the creator of the psych uh, of psychic driving which was a concept that he had founded which was kind of interesting and the cia took notice um, Cameron had been hoping to correct uh, schizophrenia by erasing existing memories and reprogramming the psyche. He commuted from Albany, New York to Montreal every week to work at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University and was paid $69,000 <laughs> from 1957 to 1964, which at the time would equate to about five hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars 
2018 USD time. That money. sucks. Well, yeah, for that long period of time, I mean, that's pretty good money. But, I mean, for if what he was doing. Money, maybe. But it I think sound th- like it was no. Money. I think this was all he was doing. That was career. Yeah. Well, I mean, what six years? You made half a million dollars. Well, I heard that there was like some fucking three hundred patients victimized by these Montreal experiments. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, and basically, he he was paid that much to uh, carry out MK Ultra experiments uh, there. The Montreal experiments uh, adjust. That's not it. The Montreal experiments. These research uh, were sent. Jesus Christ, I'm all over the place. McGill the, University. McGill University. These research funds were sent to Dr. Cameron by the CIA front organization. Uh, the basically it was sent from the CIA, but he didn't know it was sent from the CIA. Like because you were they saying. used a third party bullshit. Yeah, uh, it was like the human ecological. They used a uh, shadow business. Pretty much to fund it, and he had he didn't know where the money came from. Um, and you don't it, question that when money comes through, money comes through, especially when it's half a million dollars. Right. You know, you're just like, Well, I mean, half a million dollars in 1957 money, <laughs> if that makes sense. That does make sense, okay? But uh, yeah, he had no clue. And in addition to LSD, Cameron also experimented with various paralytic drugs. So if you don't know what that is, that's Drugs that cause paralysis, not cause it, but induce but temporarily temporary are related paralysis. to yes, um, paralytic drugs as well as uh, electroshock therapy. Um, they also used LSD, right? I literally said in addition to LSD. Oh, oh fuck me. <laughs> uh, um, so they injections of Thorazine and insulin. Also, I didn't know about the insulin. They deliberately induced coma. Yes, I know about that, but yeah. I didn't know they used insulin to do that. Uh, but the electroshock therapy that they did was at 30 to 40 times the normal power of standard electroshock therapy. So they were really <laughs> shocked. They were like frying these motherfuckers. Like, you can't fucking remember what you did five years ago after that shit. Exactly. Well, what they were trying to do is they were essentially trying to create the flashy thing from Men in Black, the neuralizer. They were trying- that already exists. Well, I mean... It existed in the 40s. That's neither here nor there. Apparently, the CIA didn't know about that. Oh. And the MIB... Well, the CIA is too low in the food chain. Well, the Men in Black that. is a different a different shadow organization. It is organiz- a different shadow Different organ- shadow organization that doesn't t- uh, doesn't uh, answer to the CIA. So That's true. They don't have to worry about that. Um, so they just let them play their little kids' games trying to figure this out. Little baby so, games. Yeah. Cameron's driving experiments uh, it consisted of putting subjects into drug-induced comas for weeks at a time, up to three months in one case, while playing <laughs> three months in an in induced coma. Dude. That would be horrible. Hey, you signed up. Uh, Maybe. Some cases they didn't. Yeah? Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but while they were doing that, they were playing tape loops of noise or simple, uh, simple repetitive statements. Uh huh. It weren't <laughs> the simple repetitive no, statements. Nothing. Nothing just happened. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, his experiment. They would just 
play repetitive statements over and over again. Oh, to literally like their personality. Literally, yeah, to adjust their psyche and basically erase certain parts of memory. Right. Um, because he thought he was. You are a French fry. Well, <laughs> you are a French fry. <laughs> You are a There's French a Friends fan. episode of this where Chandler's trying to quit smoking. Oh yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. He plays yeah. the women's Those therapeutic tapes. Therapeutic tapes. Strong woman. And then he starts acting like a girl coming out with yeah. uh, a towel on his head out of the shower and stuff. It's hilarious. Um, but uh, he thought he was just doing his regular experiments, like his driving experiments. But it right. was like at way higher dosage dosages than he thought. Um, the experiments were often carried out on patients who entered the institution for minor problems such as anxiety disorders and postpartum depression. Wait, how did he give more dosage than he thought if he's a doctor? I could have just made that up, but that's okay. Okay. You I'm know just saying. I mean? Probably just made that up. As a medical professional, when you deliver drugs. Probably just made that up, you're that's okay. likely the yeah, person that drew you up know the what? drugs. Do I make mistakes? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> they, did you hear what I, you just skipped over what I just said. They were, they were carried out on patients who came in for anxiety disorders, like minor anxiety disorders mm-hmm. and postpartum depression. That's, so you just had a baby and now right. you're depressed. I'm sad and about stuff. Many, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and many of the. Not to knock. Postpartum depression is real and yeah. it's fucking it's scary so, as shit. I'll never go through it. I have no yeah, idea what it means. Right, you right. know what I mean? So I can't judge but as like, to what it is. I was I was referencing a Family Guy episode where he's, he's oh okay yeah attempting to drown Stewie and oh, pretends yeah. he has postpartum. It's funny, <laughs> but if you have postpartum depression, get help, please. Just go to a doctor. You you'll I don't want to say it. I, get help. Thank yeah. you. Um. But many of his subjects suffered permanent effects from his actions. Well, yeah, he was dealing with fucking paralytics. Well, he was using paralytics. He was using LSD, and he was also the electric shock, electroshock therapy, which was thirty times. Which okay, at at the normal rate, you don't remember the electroshock therapy, yeah, and you likely don't remember the day you had electroshock therapy. And if you're doing electroshock therapy at about thirty to forty times, which you're supposed you probably to, don't remember the month you had electroshock therapy. You're probably killing people at that point. That much electricity is you, like a defibrillator. Well, killing them in the sense that they lose some no, speech. Literally killing them. Really? Well, he killed some people. Um, well, I mean, he's well, doing a lot of them suffered. They, they were getting basically they suffered incontinence. So they they didn't know what they were like. They had Alzheimer's at that point. I just I'm much. sorry. This dude knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. But he was getting money. He didn't know who he was getting money from. He didn't know who he was getting money from. I'm working on something. No, this guy's an asshole. This yeah. guy's a no, for sure for real. asshole. Yeah, dude's a dick. He's when I was reading this, Doctor Donald Ewan Cameron yeah. is a dick. When I was going through this, I I was like, dude, you're like. The Mangale of Canada with what you're doing. Or Mangale. He's like the nice version of Mangale. He's he's the polite Mangale. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But he's actually from New York, but it's neither here nor there. Ooh. Yep. He's Scottish uh, American. But they <laughs> they basically they got incontinent, so they couldn't hold their shit in. They were getting amnesia, so they couldn't remember nothing. Uh they forgot how to talk in a lot of circumstances. Well, yeah, because they're getting fucking yep. every fucking day. You ever seen the league? <laughs> you seen that episode where in the mental hospital? Yeah. Yep, just like that. Um, they forgot who their parents were, 
And in some circumstances, they thought their interrogators were actually their parents because of the reconditioning. Ooh, that would work really well. Because Yeah, you're going to tell your parents everything. If you lie yeah. to me, well, most things. Yeah. You know, I, I got whooped when I was a child. So if I if I lied, I, I'd get in trouble. So I didn't lie a lot of the time. But some lies worth the trouble. Yep. And the worst part, well, you seem to have more than just this on this Cameron guy. What else did you have on this Cameron guy? Because he inspired other people, but the Cameron guy himself. I don't want to talk about other people he inspired because Joseph he, Mengele also inspired other people. Probably this asshole. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I don't really want to get it. He would just do de-patterning exercises. Yes. Basically, he would he would break down who you are as a person and rebuild you mm. until you told him well, what yeah. he would want to know. He would reprogram your psyche. Yeah. That's what yeah. That's what he's doing. He's literally breaking you down like a fucking gun and putting you all back together again in his own special way. There you go, you all better now. I sound He's weird British I'm now? So far. I just I just said it like that. He's okay? a Scottish American Canadian scientist care to indulge i indulged a lot earlier so yes okay pull me up son we're about to kill this bottle but yeah i mean so lifelong amnesia psychological regression and other mental effects he this dickhead he inspired it literally says this his work inspired and it was paralleled by british psychiatrist william sargent at st thomas hospital in london and belmont hospitals in surrey it's in london place that place over there mm-hmm. don't worry about it um <laughs> who was involved i'm pretty sure 8% of our listeners know where that is Oh, you looked recently? I didn't yeah. know it was 8%. Yeah. I'm sorry about the 3% that are getting offended by this Canadian slander. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the intelligence service, the, he was involved with the intelligence service who was experimented uh, on his patients without, they basically were experimenting on patients without their consent in Britain as well. Um and they caused similar long-term damage. In the 1980s, several of Cameron's former patients sued, were sued. Uh, no, fe- several of the former patients sued the CIA for damages, which right, the Canadian right. news program, The Fifth Estate, documented. Uh, their experiences and lawsuits were also made into a television series that you can watch. I don't know where, but it's called The Sleep huh. Room. Interesting. The Sleep Room. Speaking of television series, television. Speaking of television series, yes. Uh, have you watched Wormwood? Never even heard of it. Um, I don't even fucking remember where I saw it. I'm well, pretty sure it was Netflix. Uh, Wormwood was it about absinthe? No, it's about Frank Olson. Okay. So Frank Olson was a scientist who worked for the CIA. Uh, at a 1953 CIA retreat, Olson drank a cocktail, which was secretly spiked. With LSD. Spike? Oh, okay, awesome. So a few days later, on November 28th, 1953, Olsen tumbled to his death from the window of a New York City hotel room in an alleged suicide, which a lot of newspaper reporters said he was, uh, he fell out of the window. I think I heard about this guy. Which really, it seemed more like he was pushed out of the window, <clears throat> but, um... The family of Frank Olson decided to have a second autopsy performed in 1994. 
So a forensic team found injuries on the body that had likely occurred before the fall. The findings sparked conspiracy th theories that Olson might have been assassinated by the CIA. So after a prolonged legal what, proceedings... What's with the CIA and killing fucking everybody? Dude, they're... I mean, they're getting rid of the paperwork and they're getting rid of the people. Well, you figure that CIA... People, paperwork, whatever. <laughs> it's the same thing in their eyes. Get rid of the peas. The peas, people, paperwork, and pickles. Pickles is an interesting pickles. choice. But Pop I respect it. Popped into my head. Keep going. Um, but it, it isn't... Don't you think that... They would be working on because they're the Central Intelligence Agency. Agency, don't you think they would be working on eliminating foreign targets that are a bigger terror threat? That's what threat? they're doing. They're prepping for. It's like oh, by killing how, our own people. Okay, so you know how you know what you got to do right in your head, and you so you make a list. You have a list, but you don't have the order of operations. So you make down. a list, and then you're like, okay, wait, I need to organize this list into priorities. They're making, they're making their list and checking it twice. Do they know who's naughty or do they know who's nice? Maybe a little bit of both. They're figuring that out. Okay. That's why they check That's it twice. How they, right. Got it. So, so unfortunately, Frank Olson is one of these tragedies that occurs with getting rid of the peas. So after the legal proceedings, Olson's family was awarded a settlement of get this. $750,000. <laughs> I thought you were literally about to say $750. I was like, what? No, $750,000, which is not... In, in what time? Enough money. What time? Uh, well, what? well, they got a personal apology from Gerald Ford, so I'm assuming... Oh, so that was like in the 70s. Right. Oh, that's that's a... Gerald, wait, Gerald Ford was in the late 70s, right? No. Was he? Yeah, I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. Just go on. That's Charles a, Ford. That's a lot of money, though. So, and he got an apology from then CIA director William Kobe. William Kobe. Yeah. When was? That's oh, Jesus Christ, Gerald. Oh no, that's when he was born. When? When the fuck was he the president? Seventy-four to seventy-seven. Oh, so you were right. Yep. Yep. For three years. Yep. Did, did he die? Oh, that's or? because Nixon fucking... Um, oh, he, oh, yeah. He, he, he was the Watergate guy. Yeah. Yep. Fuck me. Yep. Uh, have you heard about uh, Ken Kesey? I haven't heard about Ken Kesey. So he's the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. That's so, a great movie. I love Jack Nicholson and that he, thing. Well, he's the one who wrote the novel in 1962. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. He actually volunteered for the MK Ultra experiments. What the fuck? Well, he was a college student at Stanford. So okay. he, he later went on to promote the drug and he hosted a bunch of fucking LSD parties. Well, there was a that, lot there was a lot that was going on in Stanford in uh, uh what you call it? it in Palo Alto was actually mentioned explicitly right. in a lot of this stuff. We skipped over it and I don't know where it is in my notes, but yes. But I mean fuck okay. Ken Kesey would throw these fucking LSD parties. And he awesome. would just call them the acid tests. He would call them the acid tests, but yeah. it would be LSD parties. It would just be fucking parties. So, so would there be they, a they subject combined, there? Well, he combined the use of LSD with musical performances. Well, so that, no, no, no. I, there is a direct correlation between fantastic musical performances and, and LSD. LSD. No, there really is. There really is. Look. 
Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, fucking Aerosmith, Grateful Dead, everybody, all yeah. of them were fucking blown out of their mind. Like uh, uh, Aerosmith, uh, Steven Tyler, all those fucking rags on his on his uh, microphone, LSD. There's LSD all the fuck in them. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, when he was performing under his, his fucking headband, his headband, he had three hits of acid under his headbands, and it was even. This is probably legend. I don't know if this really happened, but they said he would put fucking LSD under his eyelids, like sheets of it under his eyelids, and just like direct inject right God into his damn. fucking brain. But Jimi Hendrix is one of the greatest musicians ever to live, and he was only around. Fuck, he died long? at 26. Yeah. He died at 26. Jesus fuck. Part of, part of the 26th club. So he was really only famous for about five years. And right. he made that type of but impact. But like when a song by Jimi Hendrix comes on, I don't, dude, know, I, I don't know what song dude, it is. I you can, know who it I is. I know it's fucking Jimi Hendrix. When Voodoo Child comes on. Dude. Even, even when fucking Crosstown Traffic comes on. Dude. I still know who the fuck it is. You're going to stand up next to that mountain. And you're going to fucking chop it down with the edge of your hand. I'm telling you what. It's the like best. Like fucking Elvis doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> Shitheads. So if you don't know, go on YouTube right now and type in Elvis doing karate. It will probably be the best thing you've done it, with your day. It's worth a good belly laugh. It's fantastic. So, anyways, so Mr. Kissy. Test. So he does. He he throws these parties of LSD with fucking music performances, right? So, uh, one of the first performances that he threw the party with was Grateful Dead. Oh, I didn't even. We just went on to that. I had no clue. Right. So they. Used I was passionate fucking, about that you shit. Know, all the paint and the black lights and all this shit. So you know how these parties. Dude. That's what started the hippie culture and kickstarted the '60s drug scene. If I was around then, I would be so fucking dead. You know how amazing that would be? Seeing the Grateful Dead in like a Dude. basement party with black lights and LSD. That would be awesome. Driving that train. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> Jerry Garcia up there just killing it. Dude. Uh, who, yeah, another, so another uh, subject was Robert Hunter, who was a lyricist for the fucking Grateful Dead. Awesome. So... Yeah. Okay. There you go. There's two segues for the Grateful Dead into LSD well, I mean, and MK Ultra. It's all fucking intertwined. And not only that, Grateful Dead is also in the fucking Bohemian Club. Yep. Because they're they're Bohemians. They're part so of the artistic who's to scene. Say they don't do LSD in the fucking Bohemian Grove. Well, they probably do. All the presidents that are up in there are probably doing well. Where do you think Obama got his idea for the Obamacare? Fucking hell is deep, bro. Eh, well, is that a little too much? Uh, no, no, no. Is no, that I, a I reach? Could, no, I was, I was thinking, I was like, the Bohemian <laughs> Grove seems like it's more of, from what we know, it seems like it's more of the Republican Party that's in oh, there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they don't yeah. really let the Dems in there. I, I don't think there's very many no. Democrats in there. I, I know there is some, but it seems like it's more of a. Reagan was Republican, right? Or yeah, was but he was one of the good Republicans, the old Republicans that weren't like crazy Trump Republicans. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That were they were Mr. Gorbachev, well, Bush, down that Nixon, wall. Reagan. Yeah, it's re Truman. Republicans. Yeah, all Republicans. Fuck me. Yeah, but got I mean, me there. Yeah, that's squashed. Oh, whatever. Um, but still, 
they're fucking in there doing LSD, right? Walking around pissing they in bushes, fucking and dead in there, uh, dressing up in drag and having their their fun fancy gay parties with the prostitutes hanging around. But we're not here to talk about Bohemian Grove. Yeah, that was a good episode. I like that episode. But we're talking about MK Ultra this time. We are. They so probably who, are. Who found all of this out? Well, I don't fucking know. The church committee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Church so, committee. So. In 1974, New York Times journalist Seymour Hersh published a story about how the CIA had conducted non-consensual drug experiments and illegal spy operations on U.S. citizens. His report started the lengthy process of bringing long-suppressed details about MKUltra to light. Yes. The following year, the fo- President... He, he sounded like Obama there. The following year... The following year, uh, nope, you can't uh, do President it anymore. <laughs> In the wake of Watergate scandal, and amid growing distrust of the U.S. government, set up uh, the United States uh, President's Commission. Have you ever done this before? On the CIA activities within the United States to investigate illegal CIA activities, including Project MKUltra and other experiments on uh, unsuspecting citizens. That was great. I think we need to... That's my Obama impression. I think you need to reread that because <laughs> everything you just said was it, it was taken back by... Uh, the Obama yeah, impression? Dude, I was literally impressed. You do Trump. I, I can handle Obama. So, yeah. so <laughs> That's a bad in, thing. In, 19, in 1975, <laughs> President Ford, uh, he, just, he set up the U.S. President's Commission in the summer of 75. It doesn't have the same ring. Six years later. Yeah, it doesn't. So, he um, developed the U.S. President's Commission on CIA activities with the U.S. to investigate illegal CIA activities. Was, so, he's the first one to actually check the CIA yeah. and be like, we need to make sure you're not doing fucked up well, shit. Well, I mean, after Watergate, I mean, Nixon was just letting it happen, obviously. He probably knew about most of this stuff and was just like, okay. And then Watergate happened, and it was like, oh, shit, it's Aaron We need out. to start looking into everything. Yeah. yeah so, that's, so the that's Illuminati so. told Ford, it was like, hey, you got to make this to save no, face. No, I mean, fucking Watergate happened, and he was like, okay, now that I'm president, I need to make sure shit like this doesn't happen. Yeah. Or but, if you want to keep the fucking conspiracy theories going, go ahead. I was just joking. But, yeah, the Illuminati told Gerald Ford that, hey, you have to save face here, and we got to give him a little bit. Gotta Don't give, give him, him everything. Bit. We're still in charge here. We got to give him a little bit. I, I just wanted to mention that is it was the the presidential Rockefeller Commission. Rockefeller is right. so a big word in the, that. The commission was actually led by Vice President Nelson Rockefeller. Yes. So it, it's commonly now referred to as a Rockefeller Commission instead of the Church uh, yep. Committee. Yep. So it was helmed by Idaho Democratic Senator Frank Church. Which is why people also refer to it as the church, church committee. committee. Well, that's why it was originally. Yeah. Yes. So it was, it was led by Nelson Rockefeller, but it was actually, actually led by Frank Church. Yes. Right. Like he's. Well, no. Rockefeller, he's really running it with Rockefeller's name on it. Rockefeller funded it. Uh, I'm pretty sure the, the Rock- U.S. government funded it. You sure? Because I'm pretty yeah. sure he was a contributor. That's why his name. He on was it. a fucking vice president. What the fuck was he doing, though? That's his job. Yeah, okay. That's, That's what he's doing. So, yeah. Frank Church. Uh, so, Church Committee, it was a larger investigation into the abuses of the CIA, FBI, and other intelligence agencies. 
during the um, resignation of Richard. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, when I was in high school, the only—well, not the only question, but when one of the questions that I got wrong in um, was it econ class? It was either history or econ. I think I had the same teacher for both. Bro, we didn't have no fucking econ classes at Mount Eden. I did. I forgot his fucking the name. The fuck? We had econ? I forgot his name. I forgot the church's name. I, I mean, the, the church's. The, church's, the fucking Forgot teachers. that turd ass teacher's name. <laughs> the teacher's name. But he asked us who was the only president to be impeached. And I got it fucking wrong because I thought it was Nixon because of the Watergate. No. Nope. But he resigned. It's actually Clinton. Clinton's the only one that got impeached. Did he? Yeah, because he got his dick sucked. He got Poor impeached guy. for that. But Trump's not getting impeached for everything that he's done. But that's okay. That's neither here nor there. Continue. Clinton could Fun have fact. resigned. The church committee uh, delved into plots to assassinate foreign leaders, including Fidel Castro. Yep. And uh, the independence leader, Patrice Lumumba. O'Neill? Um, it also uncovered thousands of documents related to MKUltra. These revelations resulted in Ford's 1976 executive order on intelligence activities that prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects, except uh. with the informed consent. Nice out. In writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each human subject. So now nice. they need consent that's witnessed by a third disinterested party. Yeah, that has every no, single person no that skin they in the game. That's yeah. just like, there you go. So that happened in 1976, but yep. MK Ultra ended in fucking 73. So, yep. Too fucking bad. Too bad, goddammit. Basically, Gerald Ford was like, sorry. Yep. My bad. And it, it, the only thing, like, when they were when they were searching a lot of this stuff and when the church committee was digging into the use of all of the psychoactive drugs and the mescaline and the LSD and all that type of stuff. Um, they didn't really have much on anybody because most of the stuff was fucking destroyed. Yeah. Most of it was destroyed. So the, uh, the head chemist of the whole thing, well, he, I don't think he was the head chemist, but Sidney Gottlieb was the guy that, uh, he was, he was like the, the godfather of MK ultra. Yeah. He was the head. He was in, yeah. the, he worked for the CIA and he was the head of everything. He was, he wasn't exonerated, but he was basically he got off scot free because everything was gone. He they didn't have Look anything. Yeah, exactly, and he had everything. Uh, he he had already retired, so he wasn't he couldn't get fired or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have shit on anybody, which They're was like, hey you yeah you bad yeah we know no. what you did we no. we know there's shit on the ground. I know I didn't do it, yeah. so you probably did it, right? But I can't prove it, so you're bad, type of thing. I mean, you can't prove it, but you get, like it's like you know, I have a puppy, and when you and tell if him, he takes a shit on the carpet and then goes back into his crate at night, and I wake up in the morning, there's shit on the carpet. I know I didn't do it, it's, but I'm pretty sure it's definitely not human shit. I'm pretty sure it was the puppy, most likely puppy shit. There he is. I don't want to hear it. We're in the middle of something. I think Vicky did it. It was Vicky. It's we're talking about something else. It's an example. Yeah. It, okay, so the shit's not the dogs. It's your wife's. Your wife shits on the carpet in the middle of the night, and lets you clean it up. That's fucked up. 
Yeah, I know. But I mean, she's got to get back to you somehow for cleaning up all your shit, you know? What do I do? You know. I'm not even home half the time. Yeah, I fucking is what it is. I have two jobs. So, I think we kind of skipped over something that's uh, that a lot of people associate with MK Ultra. Oh, yeah. What's that? Enlighten me, bro. I think it's the... You've heard of the Manchurian Candidate, correct? Yes, sir. So, if... For those Manchurian of you... Manchurian the fuck out of me, bro. For those of you who don't know, Manchurian Candidate was a book that was written... And there's also could, a movie. There, well, there's a movie, but there was also a book first. It was written in April 27th of 1959. Um, Richard, uh, uh, Richard, Condon, oh. Richard Condon was the author, and he goes into detail about uh, a platoon that was in the war, uh, in the Korean War at the time, and they go through this horrible experience where they're basically held captive by Soviets and the Koreans. So they're POWs. They're POWs at the time, but then they get back, they get back home. And when they get back home, they get brainwashed and they get led. They, they get, uh, programmed to believe that he was a, uh, he was a medal of honor recipient and all this stuff happened. So he's all happy and all this stuff is good. Like my war experience wasn't so bad. I went there. I did what I had to do. I got the Medal of Honor. I'm good to go. But this guy, he keeps having reoccurring nightmares to where about what really happened. To where he's held captive and being interrogated by Soviet Soviet uh, agents and Korean agents, and this happens. And one of his other platoon mates is having the same reoccurring nightmare, and they get together and they try to figure out what happened. Make a long story short, this is just the j- overview of the book. It's a great book, by the way. Go read it. Um, they end up finding out that the main character, Shaw... Go read it. Let's spoil it right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's exact Spoiler alert. Like, if you haven't hey, read The Manchurian Candidate... Stop listening right or now. Or watch the movie, go somewhere else. But make a long story short... The main character, Shaw, realizes that they have been using him as a sleeper agent. So after the war, what happened is he came home and the powers that may be, I don't know who they were in the book, probably the CIA. They were just high military officials. Right. Brainwashed Shaw and made made him a sleeper agent to where basically... He would be at a certain trigger word. He would be transformed into this superhuman right. agent to where his brain would just shut off right. and he would be no holds barred. Yeah. He would go and execute a task and he'd be like a pencil pusher. And then you'd be like pineapple. And he, he'd fucking be like, yeah, he's like the fucking rock. Actually, you would say queen of diamonds. If you said queen of diamonds, then really it's a phrase. It's not one word. Queen of diamonds. Yes. It, I guess that it makes it a little bit what harder. What if he was like a poker player? Then you'd be screwed. He'd be <laughs> fucking killing all his fucking buddies at the poker games. God but damn. MK Ultra is said to encompass real life CIA attempt at making a Manchurian candidate. Right. So they were attempting to use LSD, um, all the drugs that you said. PCP. 
MDMA, yes, meth, DMT, DMT, barbiturates, everything, everything yep. they could fucking psilocybin, find. all that. They were using cocaine. Cocaine. They were using plenty of cocaine, and they were trying to use it to break, basically, like what uh, what the fuck's dickhead's name in Canada? Douchebag's name Cameron. They were trying to do it what Cameron was doing in Canada and break down your psyche and basically rewrite what you were doing. Right. But they were trying to do it kind of like winter soldier status. Right. To where, where you can keep it under wraps if, for a little while. Well, no, that to where you, you don't know any of this happened. Right. To where basically your memory is completely erased. You know, member. Exactly. You're, you're in this for months, uh, well, weeks, sometimes months at a time to where they're just drilling you with this information and trying to get you programmed. Do you think maybe that's why they do the fucking 40 times electroshock therapy so that they don't remember that they're being... They could, yeah. Fucking well, that could be, psychologically tortured to the point of... That could be part of the research. Because I think what Cameron was doing, Cameron was researching ways on how to make this work. Right. Not exactly doing it. I think right. he was researching ways on how to make it work. Like the electroshock therapy would erase your psyche mm-hmm. and you would get amnesia and you would mm-hmm. have no idea. Same thing with the certain doses of drugs and how the repeated loop would basically program you to that's the phrase that's going to do it. Right. If you're on a loop, queen of diamonds, queen of diamonds, queen of diamonds. When you Pineapple hear that, pussy. Pineapple Boom. pussy, pineapple pussy. That's a very specific term. And if somebody says that, you're in action. You're triggered. So when pineapple pussy. I know pussy, I'm triggered when I hear pineapple pussy. I'm a little triggered right now. Don't look under the table. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's two. What, what we got going on here? Keep talking. Um, But he was, I I'm believe. Intrigued. This this is written nowhere. I haven't found anything that correlates these two, but what I think Cameron was doing was he was finding ways on how to make the Manchurian candidate work and making that sleeper agent work. So as the higher ups in the CIA were programming these guys, putting them on their repetitive loops and induced comas to where this is your task. This is what you are set out to do. You're set out to kill Osama bin Laden. And right. when I say pineapple pussy, you're going to do that by yeah. any means necessary type of thing. And after it's done, they use whatever means it is to erase your memory, your conscious memory of it. And then you go about your daily life. Here's you're, my thing. How do you snap back like, to reality? There, oh, there, there goes rabbit. There. <laughs> Is there a phrase? So when they set you off, right? Pineapple pussy. Bam. You're doing shit. How do they get you to back into your I'm hip, sure there's hypnosis? A, I'm sure there's another another safe word. Fucking there, office space life. There would have to be another safe right. word. I'm pretty sure. Or they just eliminate you altogether. They know when Oh, they, they just get rid of you well, with another pineapple pussy? What they do you just drop another one in there? Well, no. Then it's just an endless stream of fucking pineapple pussies just running through, killing each other. Well, I don't think they would use another pineapple pussy to eliminate the the pineapple pussy alpha. I think they would have somebody in place, like a sniper in place, ready. So there'd to have just... to be a pineapple pussy omega. There would be. Right. I'm sure there's a beta the and a all, kappa and all that. No, stuff, between yes. alpha and omega, there's there's, a, a, there's, there's yeah. 26 other yes. things. Or however limited the Latin alphabet is. Is that Latin? Or is that Greek? That's Greek. 
Whatever. That's Greek, but that's okay. I don't. I, I really whatever. don't fucking care. Right but now. N- well, I mean, who's to say that they just didn't uh, eliminate him? You know what I mean? Right. I think that's probably what happened because they they're going to put this into place at a certain time and it's going to be calculated. So they're going to probably have contingency plans in place already. Either that or they had another agent that's waiting after the deed's done just to say a, another trigger word. Well, that's true. And then he wakes up in fucking Germany somewhere and he's like, what the fuck? Because that's the other thing, you know. They say pineapple pussy. They know where you're going to be. They know what you're going to do. Exactly. So they're going to have a guy at the right. other end right when you're done with the deed to say... Right. Then you're just sitting out there like a sitting... Uh, duck. Pineapple pussy. Yep. And then there's a guy out there. As soon as you come out, he just screams out... Uh, chocolate Tyrannosaurus and you and then you're fucking waking up in Munich and you're in Germany and you're like what the fuck just happened go and you Google Gus and you're trying right. to fly your ass back you don't even know where you're at right. you're just in this town that you've right. never been in people don't speak the language you fly your ass back home and you're like go to Google and they're like get the fuck out of here <laughs> it's like kind of some type of Spanish bullshit yeah Type of shit. You thought you learned some new Spanish shit. But Sanchez tells you otherwise. That's right. I'm telling you. But that's what they were working on. I'm pretty sure uh, Cameron in cahoots with what the CIA were doing. This is the real nitty gritty as to what MK Ultra was. Yes, I can understand during the Cold War you're trying to get uh, more effective interrogation techniques and things mm-hmm. like that. But that's just that seems a little bland. I know they had torture techniques and stuff like that that was probably banned by the Geneva Convention and things like that, to where you couldn't do those type of things. Right. But they do it. You but know? no, 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 no. I think waterboarding's the thing. Right. They torture but, people. But that's physical torture. Now, Mental, psychological is a different. What they found out with MK Ultra is psychological torture is a much more stronger it's a more potent uh to go back to fucking operation midnight climax (laughs) they found that after sex if you stay and you talk about shit the men are much more vulnerable well i mean so don't you there's that that psychological factor to where if you become vulnerable you just have to break them down to where they're where they become the pineapple pussy. Well, it'll happen eventually. When you break down the psyche enough, uh, you know, like... Well, you, you break get... open that pineapple to find the pussy inside. So it's kind of like when you when you cut the pineapple in half, usually it just looks like it's just yellow. But this time when you cut it open, it looks like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. Correct. And Correct. that's when you've gotten... When you when you when you pull back the hood on this thing, yes, and the pearl shines through. That's that's when, when you've got it. You got the maximum pleasure center. That's right there. How you know you've got him covered in menstrual blood, and that's the true. That's what I believe MK Ultra really is. They were trying to get down, and they were creating these sleeper agents to where it's just you or me. We're just walking about, doing our everyday lives, worrying about buying a house, about how we're paying our bills, how we got to raise our puppy. Mm-hmm. And then a guy walking down the street, pineapple pussy, and we're off to fucking Munich, Germany, right. doing government's deeds, which is like the ultimate weapon that 
alleviates the government of fucking anything unless there's papers that are found on these scientific right. experiments. Right. But if that's like if you if you kill a head of state, if you 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 personally kill a head of state yeah. somewhere, if you kill fucking uh what the fucks Prince Harry, if you just kill him out of nowhere. That's a little specific, Kyle. I was trying that's, to figure out uh, a, I love Prince don't Harry. Don't say what I think you're gonna say. What? I I don't. What well, What do you think I was gonna say? Pineapple pussy. <laughs> oh shit! He's gone! He's gone! <laughs> <laughs>